The views and opinions expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station or its sponsors. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Well, it's a good day today for singing the song. And it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? A good day for morning tonight. Good morning, Grand Valley. Welcome to the big gig. We're off and running for a Thursday. It is 710, 10 minutes after the hour. The swing and soiree continues until... 10 o'clock this morning. It's a little bit warmer than we've had the last few days. 44 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 36 degrees at the Highlands. 28 degrees in Elm Grove. Still cold out there. 41 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Sunny. We could be pushing close to 70 today, well into the 60s at least. Although tomorrow is going to be a gully wash of rain pretty much all day long including, sadly, for the Christmas parade uh, in Wheeling tomorrow night. Tomorrow's high up to around 70. I'm feeling good this morning, Mr. Slider. Can you tell? I'm feeling good, and I had an idea, Howard. I was just waiting on uh, you to confirm the forecast. Now, we all know Wheeling is going to be buzzing tomorrow, rain or no rain. Right. We have the Christmas parade. Yes. And we have Jerry Seinfeld. Yes. There's a famous episode where Jerry stands on the corner with the twirl selling umbrellas, Howard. Yes, that's right. You think we might be able to put something together here before (laughs) Friday? Well, I don't know if Jerry would do that, but... uh... Well, we'll, we'll we'll, we'll put his name. On them. We can How give much it a, trouble can we get in? Give it a try. I don't know. Tomorrow night is going to be a tremendous night in the friendly city. Uh, southern part of the town, Center Market, and heading south is going to be the annual Fantasy and Lights Christmas Parade. And it should be a lot of fun. I think it's going to, I like this idea of it being at the Center Market. The Center Market is a festive place. It's all lit up. The, the store is going to stay open late. You can get some food. You can get some, you know, uh, drinks and stuff. That'll be great. And the parade goes through the south end. And then up in the north end of town, we're going to have um, Seinfeld. Uh, and I guarantee you that's going to bring in every time he's been here. How, how many times has he been here, Bob? Do you, uh, Nancy and I saw him twice. And this is the third time. at least. So he's been so here at, at least three, three times. Yeah. Um, he must like wheeling. We might, or that or we pay him well or something. I don't he know. He does well here in Wheeling. Yeah, but he does well. And and um, uh, I suspect it will be a, a huge crowd uh, once again. For If I remember correctly, and I'm doing this from memory and I could be wrong, I think the last time he was here, he added a second show maybe. First show sold out so quickly they added a second show. You think when they plan his schedule out, it kind of goes maybe something like, well, you know, they, they, they went out and supported Bill Cosby. Hell, we'll do really well in Wheeling. <laughs> And we haven't done anything bad. <laughs> so, I don't know. It could be. I've been hearing could. a little bit about a reunion. And then it all depends on uh, what actor you're listening to. One will play coy and say, oh, yeah, yeah, we're talking. And the other two will say, well, I, they must not meet, meet, meet George because they haven't talked to me. I think there's something brewing there, Howard. I don't know if it'll be a would pay-per-view. Would you want to see a reunion? I think I would, knowing that I'm probably going to be disappointed, probably saying I wish I'd have let it go. But their finale was so bizarre. Oh. It, it, there was no ending to that finale at all. <laughs> and looking around at the cast of Friends, if you're going to do something, you better not wait too long. 
Yeah, but Friends never did a. They had a. There are two kinds of reunion shows, I guess. There is a show that takes the characters and brings them in twenty years later. You know, is Jerry would be an aging comedian, or maybe he's a producer, or maybe George is, you know, whatever. And Kramer, God help us, you know, he's probably CEO of a company. You know, to move them forward. Uh, the, the the other kind of reunion shows what Friends did, which is just get the t- cast together and talk and reminisce and discuss things. Second one I'd like, first one I would not. And no matter how you do it, uh, the, when the Friends do it again, if they do it again, there's going to be an empty chair. Yeah, they won't do it again. I think they – I forget the amount of money they made. They made more money on that reunion show than they did per episode on the show. And they were making like a million dollars a week on the show. Um a, it's expensive, and B, I, just, I don't think they would ever try to do it without Matthew Perry. Although, thinking out loud, could they do a Matthew Perry memorial show? Or a tribute, yeah. Tribute, tribute yeah, show. Yeah, I, I could see that happening, yeah. Howard. But again, uh, somebody's going to pay them. I don't think they're going to say, we'll come in on our day off, we'll do that. Right. Anyway, it's going to be a big, uh, big night in Wheeling. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, going to be a rainy night, but Seinfeld to the north of downtown. And the Christmas parade to the south, and old Monroe sitting in his bathrobe at home, watching it all on WTRF TV. That's the game plan. We're watching Teddy tomorrow night. His parents are going to Seinfeld, so we're uh, watching Teddy. And um, Fred told him we'll make some popcorn. We'll have a little slumber party in the living room. We'll watch the parade. I'm not going down to the parade. Now, I have uh, remembered, uh, we talked a little bit earlier this week about a couple times where it was just so cold. You were wondering, what the hell am I doing here? Has the parade ever been postponed because of rain, Howard? Where it rained so hard where they said, we, we just can't do this. We'll find out tomorrow when we talk with Bill Bryson because I actually was thinking the exact same thing uh, this morning. I was looking at the forecast. I mean, it looks like heavy rain. Now, I'd, it may... Maybe during parade time, lighten up a bit. But tomorrow, it is going to be very heavy rain most of the day. I'm not kidding. You would know. I would not. Would the band still participate with their instruments? Can you play See, the I drums and the I, flute I in the rain? I, and I don't remember. Yeah, I, to the best of my knowledge, we've never not done a parade because of weather. Um, but I wonder about that. You know, if it's now, if you're a participant, if you're a, a, a you know, viewer, if you're uh, someone along the side watching the parade, take an umbrella. Too bad for you. But I, it's the participants I wonder about. And the little kids. You know, the little kids just standing there freezing cold. Uh, you know, they have ponchos and stuff like that. Yeah, but little it's, kids, it's just they, don't get, they don't get as concerned about that stuff as we do if they think Santa's Claus is coming at the end of the parade. Yeah, know? I hear you. Um, but I, 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 it's the participants of the parade, the bands, the marchers, the, you know, those folks. Um, I just... Uh, I, I don't know, uh, and I thought about that. So, but I I doubt it. I don't think there's ever been a case where, and I don't think there will be a case where they would possibly cancel it. But Bill Bryson, parade commander, will be here with us tomorrow for his regular uh, travel show, and we'll always take a little time to uh, to talk about that. Seven sixteen, sixteen after the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Did you by any chance get to winter on the plaza last night? I did not, but that was a big doings uh, the north end of town last night. It was all on the plaza, obviously, because it was called Winter on the Plaza. Uh, Light of the Christmas tree, Santa Claus was there. Um, he told us when he was here that he was going to be up there. Oh, our Santa, our, Santa Cla- oh, our Santa Claus was there, yeah. And the uh, two or three people, including the mayor, used this phrase last night, Bob. It was like a Hallmark movie. Wow. And when I looked at the pictures, I did not go down. But when I looked at the pictures, the video from Channel 7, some pictures from the Intel, uh, lots of pictures on Facebook, 
It, it did. It looked like a Hallmark movie. I love the Hallmark movies. My wife and I watch these Hallmark Christmas movies every single day. I know they're simplistic. I know they're uh, white middle class America. I know all. I love the movies. And I love the concept of the the little small town that has activity and people are outside. And that's what it was. Mayor Elliott last night um, on Facebook said, when your city's annual winter on the plaza event resembles a Hallmark movie, just lean into it. <laughs> and I think he's right. The pictures coming out of the plaza were just great. And they must have done artificial snow because <clears throat> I don't think it actually snowed last night. <clears throat> Excuse me. But there was snow coming down. <clears throat> a handful of stores are there on the plaza. <clears throat> Pardon me, my friends. Have some Pepsi, Howard. I need some Pepsi. I need some Pepsi. That's what I need. Mm. Uh, sorry about that, folks. Uh, anyways, it looked like the Hallmark, uh, a Hallmark event, and it was a really good time. And they had a big, big crowd uh, last night. Kind of, you know, Ogilvy had their official kickoff last uh, Thursday with Festival of Lights. And then last night they had the winner on the plaza downtown. So it's a pretty good deal. It is, but I would probably be best to stay away because I'd be looking at that. Em well, it's not empty, but it's certainly not a, a, a store. It's not Stone and Thomas anymore. I would be standing there staring, wonder what the hell happened, Howard. No, it's not stone, but it, you know it's it's far from empty. There are probably more people, uh, not probably. There are more people working in there than ever worked there at Stone and Thomas. Okay, but it's still not the the store not, you know, that Santa I Claus think about Christmas. Santa yes. Claus isn't in there, and the what was the fourth floor is not filled with the clouds and the toys. I and the trains. I the little old ladies, Howard, and the little old ladies doing their work. Exactly right. So, um, but I commend the city. They put this this together. This one was a city project. Uh, uh, Market uh, uh, winter on the plaza. Really nice Hallmarky kind of event. I use that Hallmark designation anymore to say when something is really great. Uh, I mentioned Nancy and I were up at the hilltop, the up where the Glass Museum is, and uh, that area up at Ogilvy uh, over the weekend. Bought some stuff, Fiesta wear, and some things like that. And it was it also was like Hallmark. There were just all kinds of people walking around. A lot of them had their you know their winter best on because it was a cold, little cold weekend. And one couple of ladies had a Old Santa-like coats on. It was just, it's just, I love, I love to feel like we're, I, why do people like the Hallmark movies? It takes us back to the days when there were small town America and we all kind of wandered around the streets together and enjoyed things at Christmas time. And that's what, uh, that's what happened at the, for us at the, the hilltop. That's what happened last night at Winter in the Plaza too. <clears throat> A lot of good stuff happening here. What's happening? Ah. All right. Uh, let me also tell you that um, we're adding a little bit more video today. I have Facebook Live up for a few minutes. I'll do it in the first half hour here, then I'll, I'll stop that. We also do have our video cameras working now. So uh, it's not exactly the way we want it, but if you go to watchdognetwork.com and scroll down the page, you will see the video feed, which is to a large extent just me. Um, I do have a camera I could turn on you, pal. Leave the cameras off, Howard. I, I uh, had that conversation. I said, you know, I don't think we should do these. Turn them on, Bob. But uh, I could, could. So um, uh, if you want to watch a little bit. And then the good part about this is uh, with our video feed set up the way it is, 
At the end of every show, the entire show is archived to YouTube. So go to our YouTube channel, and you can watch the uh, the show. Watch the show anytime you want to. All right, 721, 21 after the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Let's see, what are we doing today? <clears throat> A new poll says Jim Justice is going to clobber Alex Mooney in the GOP primary. We'll get to that in just a minute. Meanwhile, current Senator Joe Manchin says he'll do whatever he needs to do to bridge the divide in America, maybe but not necessarily as a th third-party candidate. With Thanksgiving a week away, we'll look at some holiday stories and best place for Black Friday deals. I was surprised the list that came out where the best place to shop for Black Friday deals is. Ohio's governor already wants to rewrite the recreational marijuana law that was just approved by the voters in Ohio a couple weeks ago. All of this coming up and more. Your text at 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, or stack auction service text line. Or you can call at 304-232-8255, 304-232-TALK, the Friostack auction service phone line. Uh, mansion and justice and politics and more coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Bear and Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be one of the first people in my family to go to college. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I could still hold while I served part-time. That job, along with the benefits I got through the West Virginia Army National Guard, helped me buy my first home. I also know that I'll be one of the first to respond if the Ohio Valley ever needs me during a natural disaster. I'm Sergeant Andrea Gump, and if you'd like to join my team, visit www.nationalguard.com WV for more information, or check out our Instagram or Facebook at WeGuard West Virginia. What if your bank offered new checking and savings accounts with a very low balance required, online bill pay, and debit cards issued right away? I would like that. What if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on Saturdays and most holidays? That's incredible. And if all their accounts had low fees or no fees. That's money in the bank. The right bank. Open your checking and savings account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion. Plus, an occasional rant. With Bob Slider behind the board, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe.
24, 24 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Bob, we spent an awful lot of time talking about, and I think we should, the um, the U.S. Senate race that's coming up. Uh, we Up until a handful of days ago, we didn't know if Senator Manchin was going to be a key player in that race or not. Uh, the incumbent, if you will, the current holder of the U.S. Senate seat, uh, Manchin told us uh, a week or so ago that he's not going to run for re-election, but rather begin his uh, nationwide campaign to search for the middle. Listening to him on Hoppy, and I'll talk about this in a minute, I, I, he sounded to me like, I don't know, Don Quixote, you know. I'm going to go out in search of America's middle, trying to pull people together. But before we get to, to Manchin, let's talk about the people who are still in that race Alex Mooney, I just keep thinking, when he first announced for this Senate seat, he had just whomped Dave McKinley. He was perceived to be the big superstar in the Republican Party. And I think he thought he could just walk astride any place he wanted to do. And so he, even before he took his new seat, he announced to run for the Senate. New poll out this week, Mark Blankenship poll, Mark Blankenship Enterprises poll. It's one of the reasonably good ones. 61% would vote for justice in the GOP primary. 28% for Mooney. 11 undecided. Let's give them all to Mooney. Let's give all 11% to Mooney. That makes it 39% for Mooney, 61% for justice. What do you think, what, what do you think in this heart of his heart, Alex Mooney is thinking? Well, he's thinking that maybe his only... Th- is is bad health or, or you know a, a change in decision something some, some magical something things that happen. comes up where he says you know what I don't want to do that now that that's his only chance you know this poll comes out within in the same week that it comes out that that uh, uh, Carter Bank is suing him for three justice for three hundred million dollars uh, that there are much much more close to a billion dollars in debt that, that, that the justice has. Um, and yet, you know, we have the, the investigations that are going on. I mean, if you start listing all the things that are that are would be should be causing Jim Justice problems, then they just they just gloss completely over it. Sixty one percent say they vote for justice. His job approval rating. Um, Eighty eight percent of people approve of the job that Jim Justice is doing. I'm not going to comment on whether I think it's good or bad, but 88% of the people surveyed said they strongly approve or somewhat approve of justice. So, I mean... Don't, don't forget, Howard, uh, Donald Trump's numbers are even better than that. I mean, it's, it's, it's embarrassing. It, yeah. Actually not, actually, not better than that, but they're up there. 69% of the Republicans uh, said Trump... Uh, have, have Trump's uh, has a favorable approval of Trump. And 69% of the Republicans say that the backing of Trump is what makes them want to vote for Jim Justice. That had to kill Alex Mooney, too. Mooney ran against McKinley on the I'm Trump's boy. Well, yeah, and the reality had to hit him was that's that's the only reason he trounced uh, David McKinley. Maybe he beats McKinley in a squeaker. I, I don't know, a young guy. Maybe that would have put him over the top because – we all found out, much to our chagrin, chagrin that uh, David McKinley wasn't as popular even here in his own district as we thought he was. He exactly. Got beaten here uh, by uh, by Alex Mooney. Now, let's always throw the caveat in. Polls are only a snapshot in time. Things can change between now and then. But 61% now say they would vote for Jim Justice, 88% approval rating, and 28% say they would vote for Mooney. That is one long ladder to climb for Mooney to get to the winning position there. 
728 on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, Hoppy Kirch had uh, Joe Manchin on yesterday. Manchin will be with us on Monday, and I have some things, some follow-ups, really, to what Hoppy had to say I want to pursue with him. But um, you you listened to a bit of the interview with Hoppy yesterday, right? Just about all of it. Do you, I mean, did you get that sense? I, I, don't, I don't mean this in a funny way. I, I almost got this sense of he's, he's about to go Don Quixote on us, get on the horse and ride out into America and see what America's thinking and, and take the temperature of America and see where I can help. I, I think uh, Hoppy ticked him off uh, at, at least one time, may, maybe twice, where he came back pretty strong at Hoppy because Hoppy was insisting on, look, what does this mean, this tour? You know, and, you know, ask about, you know, is there any way? Are you going to be a spoiler? And I, that jacked him. You know, he, did, he didn't want to hear anything about becoming a spoiler. But when I went down and, and got the, the newspaper this morning, yes, I actually buy a newspaper most mornings. Uh, they had it the other way. They said, yeah, probably not likely after what he said. I think it's even more likely after I listened to what he denied uh, to Hoppy. He he was he clearly he being mentioned clearly did not deny that he might be a third party presidential candidate. Now he said it is not my plan or intent right now. I'm going to go out. I'm going to I'm going to meet America basically. Right. I'm going to go out and search and search for the middle of America and hear what middle America is saying. And I think they're going to say that they need a leader. And if the leader is me, well then I'll have to be me. But but it, but maybe not me. And I, I, if I'm middle, I'm low middle. But uh, a government shut. I'm there in the middle, Howard. Uh, this, this is what jumped out at me yesterday, and I believe this 100. percent If Joe Manchin was from California or Texas or Florida, a power state, people would be paying a lot more attention to him. But to me, he's the perfect candidate. He's exactly what I'm looking for because I've been preaching for 20 years about how this country is going to hell because people put their party ahead of being a United States citizen. And that is a, that is the, if there is a one sentence message of Joe, Joe Manchin's, that's it. So he's perfect for me, Howard. I don't have that respect for him that I would, again, if he was from a bigger state because he's been – I just don't trust him. I just – I just don't – he he's one of those politicians I, who I think talks out of the side of his mouth. I think that um, Manchin – I think he is sincere in believing that the country needs to come together. Um, I think it's a little, a little disingenuous to say he's not considering himself as the candidate – only it was kind of like, well, if they if the if the people call upon me to be the candidate, I will be. Um, but I, I think he's out. He's out on this quest in middle America to find out uh, exactly what middle America thinks. You know, and I, I think I think an awful lot of people are like you, Bob, other than the hardcore, the hardcore Trumpists, the very far leftists. I think most of us, we may lean to the left, lean to the right, be happy to be there. I think most of us wish we all to quote the old Rodney King thing, I think most of us wish we could all get along better, you know? I think most. I think there are troublemakers that, that don't want that, but most of us do want that, Howard. And I'll say this in all sincerity. If Wheeling Island Hotel Casino Racetrack was, was taking bets, I imagine the odds would be pretty high, but I would go over and I would lay my money down that Biden and Trump will not be in the election next year. I just That's what I'm seeing. It's not going to happen. They're not going to be there. Manchin said yesterday to Hoppy, I'm hoping we'll get some people out there who will get riled up and have the experience and find out what the people want, who they believe, and 
Uh, I'm just going to be the messenger. That's what Manchin said. But later he said, I could be pulled into it. He said to Hoppy, you could be pulled into it. If I get pushed into it, I'll do whatever it takes to save my country. So, um, I would ask him, do you want to be pushed into that's it? A good qu- that's actually a good question. Well, I'll ask him that on Monday when he's here. Um, is it something you want or something that we, if it's forced upon you, you will take? Um, I think he, I mean, clearly he's got, a. up until last week, I wasn't really sure which way this man was going to go. Uh, he has chosen not to run for re-election. Now, there, you can be cynical and say he did it because he doesn't think he could win, and that certainly is a very real possibility. Um, or you can say he's thinking about legacy and can he and, and believes in his own heart that he can lead a movement to pull the country together. I don't know. It's going to be but I think I think he's sincere in now saying I'm going to go out and figure out what to do. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to wait and Again, see. Howard, I mean it. I, to me, the, what I'm looking for at 61 years old, he's exactly what I'm looking for. Pulling, pulling the, you know, bridging the divide. So it, and speak. so important where I'm an American first and then my party, political party second. Yeah. I want somebody to say that, and I think he means that when he says it. Yeah, I think he does, too. I, I think he does, too. I loved his comment, by the way. Um, would you think about leaving the Democratic Party? He said, well, I think the Democratic Party has already figured that I've left them. <laughs> that was a pretty good comment. A 734-26 for the hour Watchdog Morning Show. Frio Stack Auction Service uh, text line. The only winnable path for Joe is to run as a Democrat in the primary against Biden. I don't sense that that's anything that Joe is thinking about doing. I just had a call off the air said the same thing. Said, well, then if he's serious, why doesn't he run in the primary against Joe Biden? Well, I think I'm going to speak for him here. I think part of his concern is that the party politics themselves are what's the problem. You know, pitting one party against another, uh, no matter who the standard bearers are, is going to be is going to be difficult. His concern is now he has very clearly said Donald Trump cannot be the president. I mean, he said that you know he thinks Trump is it would be a terrible mistake, uh, and he he was just kind of squishy on Biden. He didn't really, and he said, well, Biden needs to make some changes. Um, I don't think um, I don't think that's the path that Joe ba- Joe Manchin is seeing now, being a Democrat candidate or a Republican candidate or an independent candidate. I think he's looking at being some kind of a I don't know bridge maker, or whatever. You look like you're going to say something. I man. forgot. Okay, <laughs> we do that a lot of the show anymore. Which brings me to a story I'll share with you in the next uh, hour of the show or the next half hour. Uh, life expectancy for men is falling. It's falling too close to where I am right now. I'll tell you all that coming up in the next half hour. 7.35, to the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show. Time to check Ohio Valley headlines. Taylor Long is here this morning. Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this November the 16th. The NTSB investigation into the fatal bus crash that left six dead on I-70 is ongoing. Investigators say there was an initial crash that took place on I-70 an hour before the deadly one. They're trying to determine if that played a role in this case. Chair of the NTSB says they'll remain on scene until early next week. They'll be collecting perishable evidence and camera footage along with gathering witness statements and facts. Officials say the goal is to figure out how this happened, why it happened, and prevent it from happening again. 
They say it will take about 12 to 18 months before the NTSB can officially determine what happened. A preliminary report is expected in about two to three weeks, but that will only discuss the facts. And we have an update this morning on the Steep Valley Fire in the New River Gorge National Park. It's now been about 78% contained. In the remote parts of the park, the fire is still burning in rugged and inaccessible terrain. The fire increased Tuesday, producing pockets of smoke within the fire, but once the flames reached the containment lines, the fire was reduced. Officials with the National Park Service shared a warning with the public after a dangerous situation this week with a drone. And air quality levels are now said to be within the good and moderate range. Belmont County hosts hands-on training for first responders and other agencies every year to better prepare everyone for an active shooter situation. The drill itself was hosted at St. Clairsville High School and was made to look and feel as realistic as possible without causing unnecessary trauma to those involved. WVU Medicine helped make some teenagers look injured by creating fake chest and leg wounds. Those who were injured as part of the drill were transported to WVU Medicine's Wheeling and Reynolds Memorial Hospitals to give staff hands-on practice. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Hail WV. Off the left side, he'll go in untouched. Touchdown, West Virginia. He's set. This Saturday, WVU tussles with Cincinnati in Morgantown. And he's in. It's a touchdown in the end zone. And it is a great day to be a Mountaineer wherever you may be. Our coverage begins at 11.30 a.m. on the official radio home of Mountaineer football, MSN, the Mountaineer Sports Network. Looking to buy or sell a home? For a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the Tri-State area for over 30 years, contact Denise Pavlik, Realtor Salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at 304-281-5250. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Because you're good girls are gonna go bad. I'm gonna be the swingin'est swinger you've ever had. If you like them painted up, powdered up, then you ought to be glad. Cause you're good girls are gonna go bad. I recognize the voice, but I can't quite place it. Who is that? Would be Tammy Wynette. Tammy Wynette. All right, country music, bumper music this morning. That's a good song. I'm not familiar with the song, but I like it. Good, uh, good choice there. 7:39, 21 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. This story caught my attention uh, last night as I was skimming through some things <clears throat> because I'm 70 years old. All right, now listen, I, I'm not hale and hearty, and you know, I'm not running any marathons. Okay, but I, I, I I'm, I'm in reasonably good health. I mean, I've got congestive heart failure and bad liver and bad kidneys and bad lungs. And, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. Compared to many of the people, I'm doing okay. And then I see this at 70 years old. I see this. Life expectancy for men has fallen to 73 years. If I hit the average number, I got three years left, pal. How, yeah, long's your con- good. how long's your contract for? You know, I mean, I t- you, could, you could be out. Might you might have to renegotiate. You could be outliving me. Uh, women, 80 is their life expectancy. Yeah, I never understand it. I, I mean, geez, we, 
I've been hearing about equality, equality, equality. <laughs> that's that's not very equal there, is it, Howard? I would no, especially like in the, the greatest of all things, death. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're beating us in death. Um, this is not just some little, you know, pulled out of the air statistic. This is a research report published in the Journal of American Medicine. So, I mean, this is, you know, it's like serious stuff. 73, the life expectancy for men. Now, that does not mean that at 73, you go. Lord, I hope it doesn't mean that. And it doesn't mean that you can't go before 73. But still, it, it, it puts this in perspective for me. I keep thinking about, you know, I think I want to do this, I want to do that, and so on and so forth. And then I realize, no, I'm not going to be doing much of anything else. This is it. Um, this, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. I mean, you know, maybe it's not 73. Maybe it'll be 78, 70, who knows, 83. But this is it. You know, once upon a time, Bob, we looked at the beginning of our life and said, hmm, all the things we could do. And then slowly but surely the path narrowed. And now this is it. <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. Getting late in the game, Howard. Um, you know why the statistics for life expectancy has dropped so much? I was going to say pandemic. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Because because of so many COVID deaths, it, it statistically dropped the life expectancy. Yeah. Uh, over a million COVID-19 deaths. And so that has led to life expectancy declining over the past few years. Uh, in 2019, it was almost 80 years for men. Now it's 73. Uh, now, we are far behind the other uh, countries of the world, the other first world countries, Japan, Korea, Portugal, the United Kingdom, Italy. They all have a life expectancy of 80 years or more. We're at 73. Turkey, China, they feel better. Um, this, is a, this is an American situation where the life expectancy for men has fallen to 73 and when you are as I am, 70, that is a number that strikes fear into your hearts a little bit. 18 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Now, Adam Fike, the Big 7, has a long time to go before he has to worry about hitting life expectancy of 73. He's got like 60 years to go or something. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Howard. How are you? Well, I'm, apparently I'm going to die in a couple of years, according to the life expectancy reports that just came out. They get... Uh, American men are going to, our life expectancy is 73 years old. I'm 70. I got three years left to go. What should I do in my final three years? If these are my final three years, what should I do? Become a weatherman like me. <laughs> do I have time to start a new career? How long does it take to become a weatherman? Well, it depends on how good you want to do at your job. Well, I, I kind of like to do it well, you know. So how long did it take you to become a weatherman? Four years of college, but I've done a lot of personal research over the past two years. Okay. And a dumb question, serious but dumb question. Do you go to meteorology, meteorology school? So I went to college, and we took a lot of physics, calculus classes, and a lot of classes that teach you how to forecast looking at computer models and what's currently going on in the atmosphere. So it's, um, it's, it's science, obviously weather is science-based. So you do a lot of science studying uh, in order to become a meteorologist, yeah? Yep, a lot of science and math. Yep, all right. Well, whatever, whatever, however you got there, you're doing a pretty good job. Let's do the forecast for today. Today's not bad. 
And I almost don't even want to go to tomorrow for the Christmas parade. But let's talk, first of all, about another pretty good day today, right? I think it's going to be a beautiful day. We're already seeing sunshine start the morning. Just a few passing high clouds. That's going to stay the view throughout the day today. So expect sunshine and your temperatures to have a good chance of getting into the upper 60s. Tomorrow, though, we unfortunately see the return of rain showers. Stray shower possible in the morning, but much of our activity will come between lunch and dinner time, but could see some drizzle or stray light shower come parade time. So if you're heading out to watch the parade tomorrow, definitely have a jacket or an umbrella with you. Yeah, you might want to have a jacket and an umbrella with you. What's the, what's the temperature going to be like around parade time? Temperatures for parade time tomorrow likely going to be in that, I would say, mid-low 50 range. Oh, okay. Not too bad. It's still going to stay in the 50s. It's not going to be too cold. Right. All right. So definitely take an umbrella to the parade tomorrow night and uh, definitely uh, have a jacket ready. Um, probably just because there will be a little bit wet, be wet. That will lead, lead things to feeling a little bit chillier. So a jacket and umbrella for watching the parade. We were talking earlier. I hope that the rain doesn't cause enough any problems for the people who are in the parade, you know, the bands and the marching groups and so on. I've marched parades in the rain and it's not fun. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I have not, but I'm sure it's not fun to march uh, to march there. But when we get past tomorrow, then we again go back into a nice stretch of several days of good weather, right? Yeah, we see sunshine through the weekend. Temperatures right around average. Saturday could get stuck in the 40s, but Sunday... Clear skies, low 50s. Monday, increasing clouds, still the low 50s. But then, unfortunately, we see that wet pattern return starting Tuesday and Wednesday and will likely stay that cooler and wetter pattern through the rest of the month. All right. So um, tomorrow's the day we got to worry about rain. And it's going to basically rain all day, one, to one extent or another, all day tomorrow, right? Yep. Straight body showers, maybe a little drizzle in the morning. Moderate to heavy showers from noon until 5, and then a few spotty showers after 5 p.m. All right. Um, well, we'll live with it, and it's not that, it's not that terrible anyways. Uh, I, I'm looking at, did you, did you, you didn't take me all the way to Thanksgiving. What are we looking for for Thanksgiving Day itself? Do we know yet? As of right now, Thanksgiving, I haven't really fully looked that far. It's hard to get a good understanding of its exact days, but starting Tuesday next week, there's a good chance we're going to see extra clouds, possible showers. Right now, models are indicating at possible showers with a few flurries that could mix in. That still likely is the change since we're still a week out, but that's something I'll be keeping an eye on. But definitely going to start to feel cooler, especially Thanksgiving and Black Friday. All right. Um, so a cooler and some rain as well in the Thanksgiving period. All right, Adam, I appreciate it as always. Thank you very much, sir. We will talk to you again tomorrow. Talk to you then. Thank you. Thanks a lot. It is 13 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Adam Fike is the morning meteorologist for the Big 7 WTRF-TV and spends some time with us every morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. What's happening in the world of sports? Many ways we find that out, including Slider on sports. He's coming up next. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. 
But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Stack up on pet supplies from Menards and save 11% on everything. Come check our great selection of pet food and wildlife supplies. Chicken Soup for the Soul is a dog food made with real beef and quality ingredients. It provides well-balanced nutrition for supporting happy, healthy pets. Right now, get a 13-ounce can for just $2.49 after 11% off. Good through November 12th, savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Trio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Trio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168. Or visit FrioAndStack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Trio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. I'm Deepak Huda. I am from originally India. I am director of the Structural Heart Program as well as Cardiac Cath Lab at Wheeling Hospital. Our main clinic is obviously here at Wheeling Hospital WU Medicine. We also have satellite clinics, we call it, the Upper the Highlands. Then we have clinic at the Wheeling Clinic, which is in downtown Wheeling, and Martins Ferry. And then we also have clinic at St. Clair as well. So we try to go where the patients are or to make it most convenient for them. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Well, I woke up this morning, stumbled out of my rack. I opened up the paper to the page in the back. It only took a minute for my finger to find my daily dose of destiny under my sign. My eyes just about Against you, girl, get back in bed. I feel lucky. Ah, you feel lucky? You feel lucky, punk, do you? Bob, do you feel lucky, punk? No, I don't. Not today. I feel unlucky today. Nine before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show, doing the story about life expectancy for men uh, in this country is dropping. 73 years is how long we men are expected to live. I said earlier, I, you know, I'm 70, but I, I, I'm not hale and hearty. I don't run a marathon, but I think I'm in reasonably good shape. Some of you disagree with me. Uh, Frio Stack, Auction Service text line. Howie, you in good health? What are you thinking? You're living on borrowed time. Well, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm doing better than... You know, I told you, I have one doctor who always tells me, hey, you could be worse. You could be worse. 
Frio Stack Ox Service text line. Keep drinking Mountain Dew, Pepsi, and throwing back Red Lobster food, and you won't see 73 Monroe. So, all right. Thank you very much. Wow. <laughs> I want to know I love you all, too. I love you, too. Eight till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, the man who may have to take over for me in a couple of years when the, when the, when the curtain falls, it's time for Slider on Sports. The Cleveland Browns announced yesterday, Howard, that their starting quarterback, uh, Deshaun Watson, will have season-ending surgery on a broken bone in his throwing shoulder. Watson completed 105 passes and 171 attempts for 1,115 yards, seven passing touchdowns, four interceptions. He also rushed for 142 yards and one touchdown. The Browns also announced yesterday that rookie quarterback Dorian Thompson-Robinson will get the start against the Pittsburgh Steelers this Sunday at 1 o'clock. The Browns are favored by one point. If you're not going to be by a TV this Sunday, hey, no problem at all. You can catch all the action of the Browns-Steeler game right here on the Watchdog Network. Kickoff at 1 o'clock. Tonight on Thursday Night Football, a big AFC North division matchup. The Baltimore Ravens host the Cincinnati Bengals. That's an 8-15 kickoff. The Ravens are favored by 3.5 points. The Pittsburgh Penguins are in New Jersey tonight to face the Devils. The, the Penguins are on a five-game winning streak. New Jersey star Jack Hughes has been out of their lineup for two weeks because of an injury. He will be a game-time decision. 36-year-old captain Sidney Crosby leads the Penguins in scoring with 19 points. Puck drops at 7.05. Major League Baseball announced their Cy Young Award winners yesterday. That award goes to the top pitcher in the league. In the American League, it was unanimous. Your winner, former Pittsburgh Pirate and now New York Yankee, Garrett Cole. In the National League, the winner is Blake Snell of the San Diego Padres. Snell became, became only the seventh pitcher in league history to win the award in both leagues. Back in 2018, he won it with Tampa Bay. For more sports talk this afternoon, join myself and Brian Beresford for Good Old Boys on Sports with Bear and Bob, the 12 o'clock hour, high school football playoffs, review and preview, Steeler matchup with the, with the Cleveland Browns on this Sunday. And Howard, we talked about it, Seinfeld's coming to town our 1 o'clock hour will be our Seinfeld Mount Rushmore. <laughs> it's not this. the big four. It's not Jerry, George, Elaine, or Kramer. In fact, it's no parents, and it's not even Newman. you got to come up with your guest oh, character. You can't do the parents either. No, we're trying to keep it to maybe one or two episodes. That was all that they were in, and we're looking for our favorite and the one that just made us laugh, Howard. That's, that's what we're looking for today at 1 o'clock. Good old boys on sports. Filling in for Donnie Gilbert today from 12 to 3. The good old boys, Howard, we had a great week last week. We went 7-1 and one with our picks, so we'll go over uh, what we had right and what we missed. Mike Wright and Lola Miller will join us for the 2 o'clock hour for the top five and our football picks here on the Watchdog Network brought to you by Gumby's and Jill's Gentlemen's Club. Slider on Sports Time, 7.55. I got to say, that sounds like a pretty packed three hours of programming today. <laughs> it is, Howard. Uh, and we're hoping that uh, that's uh, filling in for our good friend Donnie Gilbert. This better be it. Hope we'll be back. Uh, <laughs> yes. by, well, he will, not, he will not be back next week because next week will be Thanksgiving. He might show up, but he'll be the only one here. <laughs> he can't get in. <laughs> he and the turkey will be here. You know what? With Donnie, I can see him doing that. I'll just bring a turkey and we'll do a show. Uh, but hopefully maybe by the next week we shall see. So I'm going to – you don't have to spill the beans, but do you have in your mind 
your characters, character or characters you want to put on the Seinfeld Mount Rushmore? I do. And he was only in one episode, and I, I think his name was Sid Fields. Does that ring a bell? Sid Fields. No. Sid Fields. He is, that, was, is that the actor's name or is that a... That was the character's name. Sid Fields. Sid Fields. I thought, seriously, I thought I knew every single fact about Seinfeld. You might know him as the old man. He was the one that they went to spend some time with, had the nice record collection, ended up throwing him, get the hell out of oh, my apartment. Yeah, Remember okay. him? All oh, right, Sid Fields right, kills, right. kills me, Howard. You know, I suppose, and again, I said this last week, so when we talked about this, so I'm not. Soup Nazi probably made me laugh more than any other episode. Probably the most famous episode of, of them all was the Soup Nazi. And I think other than the finale, that, he was just one time, right? Yeah, this, I think, yes, he was only on just one, one time. Just one time, yeah. Yeah. And, and um, so that would probably be, but you've, you've got my mind thinking. The last couple of days I've been running through some of the, who were some of the odd characters that, that popped up in kind there? Kind of stand out a little bit. And uh, we'll be taking calls, too, on the Frio Stack auction service hotline so hopefully we have a lot of fun and and we get some ideas because there was a lot of characters that uh, only just one one episode well look at the finale and how many just that they brought back you know five second clips uh, not clips but five second people were there at that trial you know there were just so many so so many people um that was just it was it was great um i said uh, i think the soup nazi probably number one when i think about these i'm always thinking about men but there were a lot of women that were in Seinfeld that popped up as, you know. The low talker with the puffy shirt. The uh, There was the, uh, they're real and they're spectacular. She's hard to top right there. I, that's a, that's a, uh, this should be, I mean, the entire show, noon to three today, uh, bear, uh, uh, the good old boys on sports filling in for Donnie Gilbert. Looks, sounds like a lot, a lot of good stuff, but I, that would be kind of fun. Hey, you know what, what if Seinfeld's in town? He might give us a call. What if he's in town and. You know, maybe he's down at the convention bureau, and Olivia or the folks have have uh, have us on while they're down there. And he goes, "Well, what's that guy talking? What are those guys talking about? They're not talking about nothing. That's a radio show about nothing. <laughs> you know I think I'm going to go up. Come to think about it, we sometimes emulate uh, Seinfeld, don't we? We sometimes do have the uh, the show about nothing. So Frank O'Brien, make that happen. Send Jerry our way. <laughs> I had forgotten about this character. We got a text here. Ass man, remember ass oh, man? Oh yeah, I forgot about <laughs> the, the, the ass man. Yes. The uh, the doctor, the proctologist who had the license plate, to ass man. All right, yes. Um, it that should be a fun segment. It should be fun all the way around. Like I said, but it should be a, a, a really fun segment. Um, Frio Stack Ox Service text line. Sheesh, how rude people are. Or I think they're referring to the people who are telling me I'm going to die soon. Um, Sisters of Darkness, you live well, Howard. Put your Plus, you have a wonderful wife and family. Love makes everyone live longer. I hope you live a long time. Well, if that's the case, Howard, you got a long, long time to go. That's it. That's exactly right. And maybe not our listeners so much, but, you know, family. <laughs> ABC covers the world. Uh, our good friend Bishop Cummings coming in in the next hour of the show. We'll talk about Thanksgiving giveaway there. Got some other Thanksgiving and Black Friday stuff I want to talk about. Uh, as we are one week away from Thanksgiving. It's all coming up here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Feel free to text or call. Love to get you involved in the program. But right now, ABC is going to cover the world for us. It's ABC. I feel lucky, yeah. Think I flip a coin. I'm a winner either way. Mm, I feel lucky today. FM 98.
1600 WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7 AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville. I'm Derek Dennis. Violent clashes in Washington, D.C. over the war between Israel and Hamas. Protester Jeremy Cohen and a crowd of 150-plus calling for a ceasefire. We came here to peacefully say, hey, this is what your constituents want, and we were met with contempt, with violence, um, with uh, aggression. Six officers heard one arrest made so far. In Gaza, more violent strikes, with the Israeli military saying it's found evidence proving Hamas had a command center inside the Al-Shifa medical facility, Gaza's largest hospital. President Biden in comments yesterday saying the U.S. stands with Israel in targeting Hamas, followed by a two-state solution to stop the violence. I think it's going to stop when the uh, when Hamas no longer maintains the capacity to murder and abuse and and uh, and just do horrific things to uh, the Israelis. The president, meantime, in San Francisco at the Apex Summit, where he met on the sidelines yesterday with Chinese President Xi. The two agreeing to resume military-to-military -military communications and to curb fentanyl production. One controversy? Biden's response when asked whether he still considers Xi a dictator. Well, look, he is. I mean, he's a dictator in the sense that he, he is a guy who runs a country that is a communist country that based on a form of government totally different than ours. China is condemning the comment, calling it extremely wrong and irresponsible. A government shutdown averted the Senate overwhelmingly approving a short-term spending bill funding the federal government into the new year, but without any aid for Israel and Ukraine. And it's Red Cup Day at Starbucks. Free reusable red cups for the holidays, but unionized workers are planning a Red Cup rebellion strike. To take away the profits for the company to put pressure on them. Barista and shift supervisor Daisy Federspiel Bayer in Seattle. Workers demanding more staffing on promotional days, better pay, and a new contract. You're listening to ABC News. It's easy to think all money managers are pretty much the same, but at Fisher Investments, we're clearly different. Different? How? You sell high commission investment products, right? No, Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission based investment products. Well, you must earn commissions on trades. Nope, never at Fisher. We're a fiduciary, obligated to act in our client's best interest. It's the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. How do you know what's in their best interest? We get to know our clients and then tailor a portfolio based on their goals and needs. But you probably sneak in some hidden and layered fees. No, we have one transparent management fee structured so we do better when our clients do better. Wow, you really do look out for your clients. That's because our top priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. It might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments. Clearly different money management. Investments and securities involve the risk of loss. Some toy giants, including Mattel and Hasbro, warning that toy sales may be down this year, blaming inflation. ABC's Jim Ryan reports there are also concerns some toys could be keeping too close of an eye on your kids. Americans will spend $16 billion on smart toys by the end of this year. Imagine the world's most fun robot living in your house. The Public Interest Research Groups, or PERG, has imagined it and is terrified by the result. The organization's 38th annual Trouble in Toyland report says that despite promises from manufacturers, toy companies have been sanctioned for capturing and storing data on smart toy users. Perg urges parents to carefully read the privacy statement before buying a smart toy for their kids. You can learn everything you like to do. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Amazon is yanking seven different brands of eye drops after getting a warning.
the FDA. The drops pulled because they aren't approved for sale in the U.S. We have the full list on our website, abcnews.com. And a tough spot for a golf pro, Roy McElroy, at the 13th hole of the World Tour Championships. Today, sending his ball off the course and literally into the lap of a woman sitting on the grass just off the green. McElroy scratching his head when he saw that and asked for a referee who said the proper spot for the ball was right where she was sitting. The fan allowed to get up and McElroy chipped in for a bogey. This is ABC News. Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed?